superhero movies or you just not a fan of marvel because we spoke about this a little bit when here's the thing i it's not that i don't like it or have an aversion to it i don't get it (laughs) and when i watch them it's not that i actively dislike it i just feel left out like i feel like there's some like language that the world's speaking that i just don't understand like i I don't know if it's, like, the fact that it's, like, based on a pre-existing universe that, like, people are familiar with. Although, like, these movies are super popular. Like, not everyone who watches them is, like... Reading the comics. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just, like, intimidated by, like, intense world building that I have to follow. Um... Um, well, so you, I think that's what it is. you kind of mentioned last week when we landed on this, what you said you've seen like a handful of Marvel movies, right? See, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I've been, I've, I think I've seen the Avengers, um, but I don't really remember it. Maybe it was on a plane, and I saw Wonder Woman. Um, that's DC. Oh, <laughs> see, like. This is this is the thing. Like when I watch it, I feel like I'm like looking uh, in from outside. You know, like there's there's some sheet keeping me from getting it. That's fair. Um, I don't know why. Here's here's one I wanted to ask you about, which isn't Marvel, but it kind of I think transcended it's medium as a superhero movie. How do you feel about the dark Knight? Oh, um, that's interesting. Cause I often forget like what it is like that, that it is a Batman movie. Like I liked it. Okay. I, that's another one that like, I, um, thought it was good, but then I didn't really think about it again. Right. Um, but I don't, I guess I don't associate it with the rest of that universe because it's kind of uh, stepped foot into, like, the rest of the world and isn't part of this universe, although, I mean, like, I know it is. Right. Well, that's not—it's not technically a Marvel movie, but it is 
like a superhero movie that like I feel like it it was the superhero movie for people that don't like superhero movies. Yeah, like I guess people said it was like too good to be one, which probably isn't fair because like I don't know what's good. It's all about taste, right? Um. And that's also, like, a snobby thing to say, but, like, I guess it was, it wasn't so much, like, a standard superhero movie as it was, like, a drama. Like, I guess it was really gritty. Like, as opposed to something like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, like, a comedy. Like, it's very lighthearted. Um, right. Yeah, and I, I don't feel the same way that you do about these movies, but I kind of get the sense with a lot of these movies that... I enjoy them and I'll go out of my way to go see them in the theaters. Um, and if I miss it in theaters, I'll catch it at home before I see the next Avengers movie, but I'll see these movies like once and that's it. And maybe Mm -hmm. I'll like, maybe I'll like, if it's on TV, I'll keep it on if there's nothing else on. But okay. That, but that's it. Where like I think that's what the only problem Marvel kind of has is that these movies are fun but they're not very rewatchable. See, I feel like I mean maybe we have to pull the masses, but like I feel like we might be in the minority. Cuz I I've like met possible. people who have seen a couple of these like several times. Right. Which I don't fully get. I don't know. I feel like it's a fun theater-going experience, but not, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, see, I, see, why they're, I see why they're fun, like, theater-going experiences, though. They're not, like, you know, I feel like no one's favorite movie is Iron Man. No, probably not. Um, no one I know. Maybe, like, a 13-year-old, but, like... Which I guess is pretentious to say. (laughs) There's some 27-year-old whose favorite movie is Iron Man. You just broke his heart. I hope he hears this and (laughs) decides to grow up. (laughs) Be an adult. Make your favorite movie something better. (laughs) I love Iron Man, though. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I, I will, you know... I've been tempted where, like... You're hurting his feelings. I know. Um, <laughs> well, so, like, I get tempted a little bit where, like, um, this is going to come out, like, the week that the new Avengers movie comes out. Just FYI. This one I'm actually, like... Like this episode that we are recording right now? Yes. Um, oh, okay. Um, because I thought of that while I was getting ready. I was like, that would be smart. Um, <laughs> um, but, um... You know, when the Avengers movies come out, they do, some theaters will do these, like, marathon screenings where they're like, okay, we're showing every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in a row. See, I don't think I could handle that as a person. (laughs) I I don't think I have the attention span to marathon these. I don't think I could, but I'm kind of tempted to. Is it like a weekend long thing? Like you come so. and go and I don't know how long it would take to screen all of these, to be totally honest. Because mm. there's so many at this point. Um But like and then there's all the TV shows which also kind of end up 
the TV shows make me feel left out. Okay. And I guess because they're more long form, they're they're like yeah. too much to keep up with. Yeah. And then I don't know. And like I feel that way about every single one of these movies where like I'll watch it once, maybe I'll watch it again. But like I just saw Black Panther that like did you see Black Panther yet? No, I haven't seen Black Panther yet. Um, I feel so left out of the the conversation. Um well so this is gonna sound racist because it's coming. Oh from no. <laughs> um I thought it was good. I thought it was great, but it wasn't that different than any other superhero movie. That's not racist. I know. But it <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with it. I mean I think The um, only difference was it's a black superhero, which is great and awesome for representation, but like as a movie, it was it was fun. It was a good Marvel movie, but And like that's fine. I, I also like a representation is great, but I feel like some people unconsciously like place a higher standard on movies with representation, like it has to have representation, but it also has to be really good and, like, transcend the medium and, like, be better than everything before it. But I think they could be just as fine as everything else. Well, yeah. And that was a thing I kind of thought... I was watching earlier today um, a scene breakdown with um, Ryan Coogler, who directed Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I could see that, like, all this thought went into it. And, you know, it was one of those things that as I was watching, I was like, well, of course this had to be great, because if Black Panther sucked, people would have just kind of, you know, it would have given the racists something to fire on about. Yeah, that's what sucks uh, about this whole conversation about this thing, is that, like, I feel like if it's not flawless, people will use that as a, like, well, we're never gonna give money to these movies again, and, like, that's proof that, like, we, like... White people have been making mediocre movies for decades. Like, I think anyone can make a mediocre movie that makes a lot of money. I'm not saying anything about Black Panther because I haven't (laughs) seen it. I have no idea. It was Um, good. But I think we all have a right to make mediocre movies. (laughs) That's that's my exactly. That was another conversation that came up with um, Girls Trip. I think it is, Mm -hmm. which I didn't see, but I I saw it. Um, I heard a lot of people say, like, um, you know, it was, like, probably one of the first all-black female, like, buddy comedies or something. Or if there have been, they haven't, like, made as much money or, like, been out in the world for as long as it has. But, like, I saw Girls Trip. It was fine. It was a fine, pleasant buddy comedy and that's okay (laughs) like i don't think i don't think it has to be held to the same i i think it should be like have to transcend its medium yeah you know like it's it was fine i liked it i love tiffany haddish from the bottom of my heart (laughs) um i saw her like in person give a speech and i was like screaming the whole time it was amazing (laughs) Um, she was just like giving a speech or (laughs) yeah just like on the subway no I'm kidding I went to the (laughs) I went to the um New York Film Critics Circle Awards which was amazing and I had a I didn't have a great seat but I was just like leaning over like six people because Tiffany Haddish was giving a 10 minute speech where people like 
uh, gave her a standing ovation like more than twice throughout it. And so I'm, I'm in love with her. <laughs> that's her, girl's trip is her movie as far as i'm concerned that's one of the things i remember hearing about it i don't see it because i don't watch movies uh, <laughs> I, I say on the movie podcast you don't watch movies not a one we we got into this because i'm the music guy they're all music involved somehow yeah yeah that's fine i i i see the marvel movies yeah and then See, you're part of the, like, cultural conversation where I'm living in, in a cave. <laughs> and then I see other one-off movies, like, that are weird. Like, out of the Oscar nominations this year, I saw I saw Get Out, but I watched it on TV. And I saw The Post. I did not see The Post. It was fine. I had no interest in seeing The Post just because, like, it's... Just because, like, it's so basic, like, just the idea of it, it's Oscar drama, comes out in December, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, historical uh, nonfiction, like... Yeah, I I think the only reason I went to that, as opposed to anything else I could have seen that was probably better, was because I work for one of the newspapers that was big in the movie. Oh, okay, that's fine. But... I remember I walked out. I'm like, that was pretty good. You know, no problem. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think that was the idea yeah. for people to be like, that was good. <laughs> um, and I walked around. They filmed at, um, Purchase. They and, did. And I walked around around the time that they were filming. I was at a party at Purchase. I heard about that, that it was filmed at Purchase, but that the scenes that were filmed at Purchase were, were meant to take place in vietnam didn't make sense but happened that's so funny a lot of stuff is shot at purchase i hear um Um, just because it's convenient (laughs) what's it called uh wasn't fucking black swan swan that's it that's that's what they they told me that like three separate times during my tour of purchase when I was first thinking about going there. They were like, this is where we filmed that scene in Black Swan, and this is where it's haunted because we filmed that scene in Black Swan. Yeah, it's something yeah. they could... And it's cool. Yeah, I like Black Swan, kind of. <laughs> I've never seen it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy, now that we've right. broken down how terrible Marvel movies are. I don't know if they're terrible. I I mean, I think they're just not in my wheelhouse. I just, like, don't get it. Um, I'm I'm joking, but... (laughs) But, like, uh, what did you think of it? I... It was fine. It was fine. I... I... It was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. It was light and fine... Although I, I feel, see, this is the problem is when I watch these movies, I, for a good chunk of it, I feel like an idiot because I can't follow it (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) Like, and I want movies to make me feel smart. And I was like, 40 minutes in, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't understand the, like, after a point I was able to follow it, but like, there was there were, was like a chunk of dialogue for like ten minutes that I was like, wait, what? Who's fighting who? And I think part of the case to be made for that though would be uh, 
the fact that it is like it's an ensemble it's like a team movie yeah and like you have to see the team come together yeah which like which doesn't totally make sense um because i remember when i first saw the avengers the avengers was the first marvel movie i like saw and Mm -hmm. like i remember watching it and being like i don't get why any of this is happening and i don't understand who likes who and who's a bad guy and yeah you know and then like eventually it kind of gets into a rhythm where it makes sense so i think yeah sorry what were you saying so i was gonna say so i think it's fair to not to have trouble following like something like this early on yeah i think it's also like Maybe it's me, but, like, sometimes where there are, like, very long fight scenes that are very complicated and confusing, I kind of black out. <laughs> like, because like, it's, like, too much to look at, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I know, I, I'll I'll just wait this out. When, when there are the fight scenes, that's when I'm more likely to, like, check my email. <laughs> Because so, I know, because I'm, I'm like, okay, this will be about, like, about five minutes. I'll, like, look back up when I think someone's going to die yeah. or something important's going to happen. Yeah. You'll hear, like, glimpse, like, bits of what people say. Mm. Yeah. So. I mean, I think it's a testament to, like, but, I mean, this movie, obviously a lot of talented people worked on it because there were parts where, like, I can't, I I don't know what the scene was, but, like, there was a bit where I did not know what was happening, and then there was some explosion, and I was like, wow, that was great. (laughs) And and I I felt like, oh, I get it, but I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get why that was significant. (laughs) That's... I wish I knew what it was. I wish I knew what scene it was now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. This... It's so dumb because I just watched this. Was it like towards the end? Was it? Yeah, in those... I don't know. Oh, yeah, was it was it, kind it of. Might have been. There were a couple they, bits like that. It might be like that big last explosion when they hold the Infinity Stone. And... Like I kind of, maybe like I kind of got what was happening, but I was like, why is this? What is the stone? <laughs> what are they? Yeah, that's one of those things that I don't think is very well explained throughout any of these movies. Those are like a big plot device, like throughout all the Marvel movies, uh, and I think it comes up in. I think it starts with Captain America, and like, I think that's the big thing going on in this new one that's coming out. In, um, what's coming out? The Uh, the Avengers? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, I also get the sense that, like, that it doesn't really matter. Like, that's not what matters in enjoying the movie. The, the, like, backstory stuff or the explaining things. Yeah. Um, like, I think I also get lost when, like, because they're aliens, so they have, like, words and names that yeah. don't sound familiar to me. I'm like, oh, what? Like, what does that mean? But I I get the sense that what the core of this movie, I think, is, like, the friendship of the, like, group. Yeah. It's... Which was strong. It was nice. Yeah. And you see them come together, and they kind of feel like real people. Yeah. Um even though and one is a people. tree and one is a raccoon. and Yeah. And I get, like, 
before I saw this, my main familiarity with this was Groot, and I get it. I get why people love Groot. Yeah, he's a fun character. It's Vin Diesel. He's yeah. he has those kind eyes. <laughs> I don't know if Vin Diesel stood in on the set though. I don't know if he did, but it was. I think it was his face or his voice. It, it was, was his, his voice. voice. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what Vin Diesel did. He just. I think he just gave his heart to <laughs> <laughs> to those four words. Three yeah. words. Three words. I am three words. Yeah. Oh, there. Well, there was a we, we are, are group. group. So, so that's six words in total. Well, five because group. I am. Word. We are group five. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do math. Which like. Groot's a fun character. I like, yeah. I think in the, uh, in the next one, there's baby Groot. Yeah. As soon as I saw baby Groot, I was like, there's no way they're not bringing him back for the sequel. Like yeah. there's no way he's going to die in this and stay dead. And I think Vin Diesel did the voice in, of baby Groot too, which is interesting. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's a fun movie. I also had, I think they had a good cast because I don't think besides maybe Bradley Cooper and I guess Vin Diesel too, no one is super, super famous. Like everyone at this point they are, but like, at this point they are like, I don't, I can't name another Zoe Saldana movie. Chris Pratt was like still on Parks and Rec in this, and I think yeah. Jurassic World might have come out around the same time, maybe like a year later. Yeah, this was at that weird time where Chris Pratt was playing like and the like chubby, stupid guy yeah. on a sitcom, and then he just disappeared and came back with abs. Did you watch Parks and Rec? Yes. There, the part where like Chris Pratt's character disappears for like a season because he was filming. Um, either this or Jurassic World. And he came back and they were like, Andy, have you been working out? And he was like, yeah, I gave up beer. <laughs> and that was it. Like, they which didn't... is super Parks and Rec, which is like perfect for Parks and Rec, but... Yeah, it was, it's just fun. Like, I think he's really like, he's a perfect, you know, uh, adorable, charming male lead yeah. in a movie like this, but I would never have, picked him for this like I wouldn't have thought of it just yeah. because I associate him with Parks and Rec yeah one of the things I read in my research was um I think James Gunn said um after Chris Pratt's audition he's like I don't care if he loses the weight like I will photoshop a six-pack onto Chris Pratt because oh. of his audition um which I guess we could get into Chris Pratt's performance a little bit um i really like it i really think it's really good i kind of think chris pratt is a little one note yeah the okay i think he was chosen for this because he's a, probably like a comedy guy first yeah and i he's that's the idea i don't see him as like a serious drama lead. yeah I mean, there's a part where, like, he has, like, the sexy one tear. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> like he, he has emotion in this. Uh, he also has, like, his emotional stuff in Parks and Rec, too, from time to time. But, like, yeah. I don't, I kind of, like, I see why people love Chris Pratt. 
but it kind of, I think the fact that culture has become so obsessed with him yeah, kind of makes me like Chris Pratt a little less. I think this movie kind of played to his strengths, yeah. but it also highlighted his weaknesses and, yeah. like, other stuff. Like, there were there were points where, like, I don't think he's a bad actor at all, no, but, like, there were points in this where I could tell he was, like, you know where, um, with CGI, if he's talking to a CGI character, like, a good actor will make you believe that the CGI character is there. There were, like, little moments where I was, like, he's definitely talking to, like, a tennis ball on a stick, <laughs> like, <laughs> or, or, like, a stand-in, where his eyes kind of darted back and forth. Um, like, maybe that's just me, like, looking for things, but I, I didn't he's, really like, know. a little awkward. Yeah. And I think if it wasn't... Because I think even in Jurassic World, he's not... Jurassic World doesn't have any moments that he gets super serious in, I don't think. Like, not that I remember. He has to, like, yell and stuff and, like, things get <laughs> intense, but, like, there's not, like, big, heavy emotions that he has to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think where in this one, and it comes up more so in the second one, he has to kind of confront his, like, feelings of, you know, losing his mother and, you know, things like that. And, you know, there's all this sort of, like, emotional stuff with Groot and, you know, yeah. he's, like, building friendships. And, like, I think that this might have been him sort of, like, coming into that and like figuring out how to do that um but yeah and i don't know i i really like chris pratt i think he's great (laughs) but a little like a little overblown perhaps because i see i also see why people like him he's very much he's kind of like he's kind of like the new jack black i maybe yeah like in some ways um I I think I think part of why people like Chris Pratt is because Andy is a lot of people's favorite Parks and Rec character and it's not that it's not that they only associate him with Andy because he's done all these like big blockbuster movies as like a different type of character but I think they Andy as a character feels like a very real genuine um goofball like a like a a soft dumbass and everyone loves those (laughs) and that type of character. And I think he's really good at that. And that kind of bleeds into other stuff he does. And he kind of portrays that in real life a lot. Yeah. Um, That's, I'm like so sad that him and Anna Ferris aren't a thing anymore. Cause I, when love was canceled, I know (laughs) cause they're both so funny. I I feel like they're, (laughs) They were happy. I don't know. I've I'll never real, met I don't them. know a whole lot of what Anna Ferris has done besides Scary Movie. She's done a lot of dumb movies, but she's really funny in them. Okay. I That's... liked her in Scary Movie. Yeah. And Scary Movie 3. <laughs> Scary Movie 2 sucks, though. Um... Another one where they all blend together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, who else? I... I think everyone else kind of did a really good job of sort of playing what they were. Mm-hmm. I I liked Zoe Saldana. I 
was pretty impressed by Dave Batista. That's how you say that, right? Yeah. He, yeah, that's what I've been saying. I, I think he was really good. Because he was a pro wrestler, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think what what worked was that he he was kind of a comic relief character, but like his character was kind of oblivious to that. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know I I know nothing about wrestling, and I don't know <laughs> sure. what type of wrestler I know a little bit, but like I don't know like what type of wrestler he was. I don't know if he was like someone that would like go in and like yell and scream or whatever. But like, I kind of where Chris Pratt was kind of playing Andy Dwyer, Dave Batista was kind of playing, uh, Ron Swanson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just that. like a straight man where like he, Ron Swanson's less oblivious, but he's very much so just like calm and relaxed. And he's like, just <laughs> like, I think- yeah. I, I hate the phrase, tells it like it is. But no, I know. But at the same time, I get the sense that this character is a lot dumber than Ron Swanson. Yeah. But he has the same confidence, which is funny yeah. to me. Yeah. And he very much, he quite literally tells what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think fun. there's also something in our culture that people just love, like, turning wrestlers into actors. Yeah, <laughs> John Cena and The Rock. Like I, I, I think there's just something about that that people really enjoy. Yeah, I think The Rock was the first one, right? Probably. I like, don't know. Early on, um, maybe. Yeah, John Cena's gonna be Steve on Blue's Clues. Is he really? Apparently, he auditioned, which. I think we. Cool. Be... Are they gonna pick someone else over him, though? I don't know. I wanted to audition. I think I would be a fun Steve. I saw. I saw that, and I clicked on it, and I was like, "How fast could I get to LA?" <laughs> That's what like... I was thinking. I was like, "This could be my big break." <laughs> but you know, up against John Cena, it's hard to. Yeah, I I don't think John Cena will get it. To be totally honest. I think he should, though, because that would be really funny. I think he should and could, but, like, I think... (laughs) Now we're going to start discussing the nuances of Blue's Clues. (laughs) (laughs) No, do it. Dive in. What was great about Blue's Clues was Steve... uh, God, what's his real name? Whatever. Steve... was was an unknown guy like he was yeah. someone random and like apparently he's like super cool like he's into like the smiths and like he plays with the flaming lips and shit um and like he's super i think he's into like philosophy and buddhism and shit um but like you know he's just like this guy that like no one really knew and like the audience could always just be like oh it's steve yeah Where, like john cena you're always gonna be like it's john cena no, it's it's John Cena, <laughs> but um, that's that's how the call and response to Blue's Clues will be once he's on it. But like, I I agree, but I also think it's too late. Like, I think the reason that worked is because Blue's Clues was new and they needed a new guy. But now that Blue's Clues already existed and was extremely popular, they need to like put a put a known face in there. I get it. 
I, I mean, they do. It should be. It probably like logically, it should be like this every guy, like this this non entity. But like because it's it's just too late for that. Like they've already set. If it's um, if it's John Cena playing John Cena, I'm all for it. Oh my god, that would be so funny like, if like it's John Cena, but like he's wearing the same shirt, but it doesn't fit him. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a really funny image to me. Or if he's like, I took the house from Steve. But he would also, he would be so charming oh, in that cool. part. He would be so lovable. Um, and, I don't, I don't know. I like, I think it'd be fun, but I still, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm the old school guy that's like, I want Blue's Clues the way Blue's Clues was. <laughs> Blue's Clues was better in my day. You kids oh, don't even I'm gonna know. Be, I'm going to be the person that's like, you, you don't even know what, you don't know who Steve was. <laughs> now Steve is bald. Yeah. And he died of an overdose. Not really. But. <laughs> good rumor. But yeah, so Dave Batista was good as Drax. Yeah, he um, was. And um, I was shocked when I realized that Bradley Cooper was Rocket. Me too. I didn't, I didn't catch, catch that, that at all until, until I looked, looked it, up. it up. I think I knew it, like, from the credits. I'm like, okay, Bradley Cooper is Rocket. And I was like, that's Bradley Cooper's voice. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, I didn't recognize, recognize it at all. At all. I mean, he I mean, does, he a, does good a good job, job in that yeah. case. He really, he really, like, disappeared, disappeared into, into, into that, that raccoon. raccoon. Yeah. Which is fun. I don't know. I like. I feel like I haven't seen Bradley Cooper around a lot lately. Um, I I feel, I feel the, same the same way, but, way, but I, Bradley, Bradley Cooper is also one of those actors, actors that I confuse for a lot of other thirty-something white guys. Like, I get them I get mixed them up mixed sometimes. Him and, and, and all the all the other the ones. He's also sort of like generically handsome. He is. He's he's handsome. Um, but but. Not in any kind of way that stands out. Yeah. So, like, I thought he was good. I, like, um, one of the things I had read was um, James Gunn's brother was, like, the stand-in for Rocket on the set. They couldn't get Bradley Cooper Cooper to to stand stand into a raccoon. I guess not. (laughs) 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 But, so, like, a lot of bradley cooper's like funny lines were like improvised by sean gunn on set and then when they had bradley cooper go in he was like they were like okay you gotta say this this was really funny oh i mean i mean i want to give credit where credit's credit's due due. if if If, someone else else did those lines lines, and bradley cooper just kind of set him him. you said him well he did say he him did well. Say him he did, well. did, he did, he did, well, he did well in this part. This part. I don't think I don't this think character, this character the, Rocket the Rocket character, is like, is like the funniest, the funniest character, character in the movie. In the movie. Um, um, he's not. But I think I he think did, he did well, with well with some, some like comic, like, comic timing, timing and stuff. And stuff. I, mean, I mean, he's obviously like the that one guy in the team that they always have who's like, I don't want to do this. And like, I'm better than you. Like the the coffee asshole. But he was like funny. He was engaging. The only moment that he said that really made me laugh was when, uh, was when they were like breaking out of the prison and like, 
uh, Chris Pratt comes up with the leg and he's like, all right, I got the leg. And he's like, oh, I don't actually need that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just oh, thought yeah. it was funny. And I'm like, okay, that's like something that I would do if I was making a plan. I'm like, okay. And I need, and I need you to go buy 36 packets of M&Ms. And they're like, okay, what for? <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry, I'll, I'll know. And then I'll be like, oh, I didn't actually need these. But I could always, but I use, could them. always use them. <laughs> just in case. I, just in case. I used to, when I was a manager at a snack bar, I used to like tell people to do random things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like just, just stupid. To fuck like, just to fuck with people. Sort of. And like, I would be like, oh, go like, you know, I'd tell people, I'm like, okay, go like shake up a can of Sprite and like give it to Billy in the corner. And they were like, okay. And then they'd be like, why did I need to do that? And I'm like, oh, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> just to see, <laughs> just if, you see if you would do it. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, I was, that, a yeah, that was a funny bit. Um, um, I also really like, what's, like, what's a raccoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Sorry. Sorry. Doesn't this, this sound weird to you? No, you had a little bit that you were, like, staticky. Okay. But okay. I think that was sorry. That connection was it like echoing? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he was fun. I also feel like uh, I guess that'll also lead into like Glenn Close and uh, John C. Riley being in this movie. I kind of think that the Marvel movies are like the new Harry Potters, mm-hmm. where like a lot of people just want to get in for the sake of being in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Which I think might be why Bradley Cooper was like, "Oh, I'll do the voice of Rocket." Because if, if it wasn't, wasn't like such, such a big deal, deal would, would he, he really, really be like gunning, gunning to play, play a raccoon? raccoon? Yeah, maybe he would. I, don't I mean, know. maybe I don't know, know. but um, but I I feel like it's if they they. they are, they they, they make so much money that they have to, you know, bring in all these, like, huge stars, and now these huge stars want to do it. Yeah. And I imagine they all get paid pretty well. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, I think I read, I could be wrong on this, I think Bradley Cooper said he made more money doing the first Guardians than he did for all three Hangovers combined. That... Makes, makes no, no sense, sense to me, but that's, that's very interesting. interesting. <laughs> that's that could so. Be wrong, but no, 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 I believe, I believe it, but that's, that's insane because the Hangover made so much money, money but also the Guardians of the Galaxy made so much money. Exactly. Yeah. Which, like bizarre. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just kind of running through the cast <laughs> list. Um. Two people who I really like in this movie. I don't know anything else they've ever done. Um, one is Michael Rooker. Oh, oh Michael, Michael Rooker. Rooker um, the, the only thing, thing I know Michael Rooker from is The Walking, Walking Dead, where he plays the same type of character as he does in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think that was on purpose. I feel like they were like, let's get the guy who played Merle on Walking Dead to play Merle on Walking Dead in Guardians of the Galaxy. That makes sense. Apparently, he's also done a lot with James Gunn, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a, a good actor, actor um, but I haven't I haven't, I haven't really, really seen much else other than, other than The Walking, Walking Dead, Dead and this. I've only ever seen one episode of The Walking Dead, so 
it's fine. Fu- fu- it might have been, been an episode, episode he wasn't, he wasn't in. in. <laughs> it was the first one, so I no, he wasn't. He doesn't. He doesn't I, don't I don't think he shows, shows up until later, and then he dies pretty fast. Spoiler alert. Um, what else? And um. This one's gonna be really bad because I've I've known the name forever, but I don't think I've seen anything else he's been in. Is Benicio del Toro? Uh, 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 what what else, else has he, he been in? in? Oh, I'm, I'm like, like looking, looking at it <laughs> at it now. now. Okay. okay, he's, he's been, been he's been in like, like a, a bunch, bunch of things, things that, that I haven't seen. Okay, um, and, and I don't feel as bad now. No, no, yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Like, like I, I'm, I'm familiar, familiar with him. him. I've, I've, oh, okay, I've, I've like, like seen, seen a couple of these, but I don't really remember him specifically. Um, but like *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*, I've, I've seen. seen. Like, okay, okay. I, I, I get it. I should have seen that. You've never, never seen, seen it? it? No, I've read the book. Oh, okay. I love Hunter Thompson, but uh, yeah, I don't like. I feel like the usual suspects of something I should have seen. Now I'm looking at it. I sh- I should really see Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Sin City. I feel like you should. You, you read, read the, the book. book. Yeah, I don't watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I will one of these days. I've been like meaning to. It's just that the book is so batshit crazy, and the I movie's also, also pretty, pretty batshit, batshit crazy. crazy. That's what I, I haven't read the book. book. I've seen the trailer. Um, and I think I've seen, like, the first scene, so I guess I've seen him. You've, You've seen, seen part, part of, it? of it? Yeah. I'll, I'll, one of these days I'll sit down and I'll watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think in general everyone else gives a pretty good performance. There's nothing to... yeah. A lot of, the, I don't want to say there's nothing to these performances because you know they're good and obviously they all put work into this. But you know, it kind of feels like superhero movie with superhero people. Yeah. 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 yeah I, mean, I mean, it, it was, was like, like I, don't I don't know. know. It's, it's it's weird because this, this is a movie, movie that's, that's kind of the the, the, the core, core of this movie is like the relationship, relationship between, between like, like the, the main, main team. team. Like, like their, their yeah their, their camaraderie. camaraderie and I didn't, I didn't like feel you know super connected to, to any character, character but, but I liked their their uh, presence as a group yeah as a group but the, the I, I think, think they, they were like, like uh, a good team but I I didn't particularly care about any one of them specifically right I also feel like a lot of this movie was just further world building for the <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and like they focus a little in the second one, it's very focused on Chris Pratt. Um, it's like the villain is his dad. Spoilers. Um, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's been um, and like, I don't know. It's, yeah, and like they're just kind of further establishing this movie that's coming out at the end of the month that like it's supposed to be big and you know it's just setting it up so that the Guardians of the Galaxy can meet the Avengers. Yeah. I, I, I got, got like, like the, the last, last 20, 20 minutes of Guardians, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy I, I could, could like, like 
count how many times they were like setting up for a sequel. Yeah. Just or a sequel or a TV series. Just like some continuation where I think like I looked at the time and it said there was only like a few minutes left, and they were like. Uh, uh, like, like, oh, oh you're, you're only, only half, half human. human. Like, like, okay, okay. like, like, like you're gonna, gonna go into this later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's a big. That's the big plot line of the next movie, which I mm-hmm. think Chris Pratt has a more nuanced performance in, and it's cool. And yeah, yeah I, I would hope, hope so. so if it's, it's more focused on, on his character. It's it's like super emotional and mm-hmm. you know gets worked up and Michael Rooker is in that one too and he's even better. Okay, so that's good. good. Yeah, um, should we talk about the soundtrack? Yeah, um, I, I, I it, was it was a good, good soundtrack. soundtrack. I, it, it, it definitely like was, was a big, big part, part of his, his character. character. Yeah, and the plot and I guess kind of one of the things I wanted to touch on. I guess this sort of ties into like talking about Marvel movies in general and stuff. Um, I think that there are a number, I think that on our list, this is the only superhero movie we have like true blue sort of, I think Scott Pilgrim is there, but that's not exactly a superhero movie. Yeah. Um, where I think that this could have been subbed out for any number of superhero movies because they all generally get pretty good soundtracks. Yeah. Like, at least if they're kind of Earth-based, like... Like, Iron Man 2 is all ACDC songs, which is distinct and it's cool and it rips off that Stephen King movie with all the ACDC songs. Um, But like we could have easily have subbed this out for that or like the Black Panther soundtrack is fucking awesome. Um, Oh yeah. It's always great music. Um, It's not really in the movie though. Um, (laughs) Like there's like some instrumentals that get like tied into the score and it's cool, but like, it never, like, feels like a music video. Okay. Um, Which I think some moments in this do. um, And I think that the soundtrack kind of... It doesn't advance the plot, but it plays into the plot a lot. It It does. I mean, mean, it... It, it, like, like made, made him do a stupid, stupid thing and put a lot, lot of people in danger for this mixtape. But, like, uh, you well, know, that's... A lot of song is playing. Yeah. <laughs> great song. Um, and and I like, like the, the whole first act bit of, of him. him. I mean, he's Come and Get Your Love, where he's, like, like dancing and, and walking through, like, rubble. Yeah. I like that scene. I think that's a good opening, because it kind of helps establish the world but it's also fun and yeah kind of silly um mm-hmm. i like i love the scene where they're ramping up to like go fight and it's cherry bomb by the runaways playing yeah like badass i fucking love the runaways yeah, yeah it's, I, I think they, they use the music, music really, really well, well in this yeah. movie yeah um I was, I was also, another, another thing, thing I was confused, confused on is I, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of thought, thought that the gift his mom gave him was the mixtape. And, and then, then he, he opened the gift, the gift at the end. And I was like, oh. And it was another it's another tape. one. It's another <laughs> mixtape, but it's a different mixtape. Which wasn't as good. Um, I'll be real. 
the second one? Yeah. Is that the soundtrack for the second movie? Yeah. I forget what's on it, but it's it's not as memorable, I think. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I think that, like, they threw in, like, this has, like, these aren't all, these are all hits, but they're not all, like, things you necessarily think of as big songs, I think. You mean, you mean in the, the first, first movie? movie? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, 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 I think... I think like, like, Come and Get, get Your Love, love I, I agree. Yeah. Um, they, they do play Jackson, Jackson 5 at yeah. the end, right? And, so uh, that's, that's a big, big song. song. Yeah, and there's David Bowie in it, too, which... Yeah. But it's not, like, a Bowie song you kind of expect to hear, I think, either. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, even, like, putting the Pina Colada song in, like... Oh, yeah. It's, it's a well-known song, but it's not... It's a one-hit wonder, it's, it's a, a gimmick, gimmick song. song. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool. Same thing with the runways, too. Because even mm-hmm. though the runways were important and they're an iconic band, when you think about, like, 70s punk, I feel like most people think, like, Sex Pistols, Ramones, The Clash. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I think that the choices were... They were a good mix, and they were kind of leaning a little bit more towards obscure yeah not always but i did did like that that, um it it was was, it was was all music from i think think he said said it was his mom's mom's favorite music music, not his his favorite music music. like Like, so so it was it was was a little little before before his time which like a little bit like i I think that was good like as opposed to just like what was popular in 1988 Right. Um, which, which wasn't, wasn't necessarily what he was, was listening to. to. Um, but I, I think, think that, that was like a nice detail, detail that it wasn't so much about the music. It was about like what it, what he associated with his mom. Yeah. Because it ended up. Yeah. Because it, it, these were all definitely songs that he listened to while his mom was around, but maybe didn't love as much. Yeah, yeah, like, like he, he remembered, remembered her loving it, it and, and that's, that's why, why he loved, loved it, it, which is really sweet. Like, that's just, just a really nice idea of, like, loving a song because somebody else loved it, not because you have any connection to it other than through that person. Yeah. Wow, that's so cute. Yeah, now I'm so emotional. I don't think, I don't think we could top what you just said there. So... There were a couple songs that were left off that were good, too, that would have been interesting fits. Um, Fox on the Run by Sweet and Surrender by Cheap Trick. Were these these songs that were, like, not not in the movie, movie, but on the soundtrack? Uh, No, they were considered to be used and then weren't. Okay. um, But then were used in Guardians 2. Okay. Um, (laughs) So so they were used used eventually. eventually. Yeah. Which, I don't know, cool. I don't know. I'm going to pull up the Guardians 2 soundtrack just to get an idea. Yeah, the the Guardians 2 soundtrack is, it's fine. It kind of plays off the same formula a little bit more. The The same same formula formula of, like, like that that era? Yeah, you know. And, like, it's just sort of, like, a couple of big hits like Surrender by Cheap Trick or Fox on the Run. 
and then like kind of leaning towards obscure or like not the go-to picks for things Mm -hmm. but yeah uh yeah looking looking at at the soundtrack soundtrack, yeah these these aren't like these some of these songs are like big but they're not necessarily um the biggest thing from that artist or they're not the type of songs that like if you were throwing a 70s themed middle school dance (laughs) put on the playlist yeah you would pick like the most obvious ones and these aren't the most obvious ones yeah so, I don't know. But they're, they're good, good songs. songs. Yeah. I thought it was good choices and cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was released on a cassette, too. Oh, it was? Yeah. It got, That's charming. Yeah. So, it was the first cassette that, like, Disney Records or whatever the label that Disney owns has put out since 2003. 2003? I'm surprised it was even that recent. Yeah. I thought it would be, like, 1995. Nope. 2003. Cassette players were still... Nah. I guess, that, I, I guess that was, like, their last gasp. Yeah. I don't... It's, it's weird, because, like, like, we haven't, haven't been alive that long, yeah. but so much technological advancement has happened within our lifetime that, like, I don't know what happened when. Yeah. I remember I had... Uh, actually, hold on. I'm going to do a quick check because this will tell. Oh, come on. What? I have to check the release date for something on Wikipedia, and that'll tell when some of the last cassettes existed. <laughs> well, cassettes, cassettes have made a big comeback. All the, like, emo and indie bands, like, put out their albums on cassette now. They do? Yeah. Because... I know that. I remember someone, like, asked someone in a band that I like, like, oh, why do you put all your stuff out on cassette? And they said, well, I drive an old car, so <laughs> I still have a cassette player in, so that's how I listen to music in there. Okay. So, um, okay. So this was... The last cassettes that I owned were... I had the book on tape of um, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. On a cassette? On a cassette. On cassettes. It was like a big (laughs) box of like 20 cassettes. How long ago was that book? 2003. Okay, yeah. And I probably got those in like 2004. So like... Yeah, I don't remember having cassettes past the age of, like, seven. Yeah. Um, although I was very behind technological speaking. Like, I, rem- I literally was talking about recently. I remember my mom telling me when I was, like, 10 or 11, like, we can't get a DVD player because DVD players are for, like, rich people. <laughs> well, I, was, like, I, I knew that wasn't true and that we're not that... But now, like, DVD players, you could get one for probably, like, 20... You have to go to a thrift store, I think, to get a DVD. And I have one, but it barely works, and I don't use it. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I remember... I remember having a cassette player to listen to those Harry Potter books. Mm -hmm. Like a Walkman. But, yeah, I, like... 
all the technology is so weird. And I remember like being a little kid with like my little boom box and like my mom gave me like one blank tape to like record over like as much as I want. So like Lord I did that. I had a I had a Walkman that was a CD. I remember I would use my dad's CD Walkman before like iPods became a thing. Wow. Which the, the old days. Yeah, and I remember my dad would only let me like I remember like things with like school where he was like, Okay, you could take one C D with you and I'm like, Can I like take two of your CDs with me so that I could <laughs> listen to more than the two songs I want to listen to on this one? Wow. That's because, crazy how like racist this was. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's not an issue anymore. Well, yeah, because even then, like, I only li- I only liked, like, five songs. Yeah. I liked Stairway to Heaven, The Immigrant Song, Highway to Hell, and Pinball Wizard. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven and Highway to Hell were, <laughs> were them both. Had to. Yeah. I was like, were they the same band? I'm like, Dad, was this the same band? And he was like, no, of course not. <laughs> But yeah, so Walkman's Walkman Walkman's went up in sales after this movie came out too. I believe that because everyone thought, "Oh, this is so quirky and interesting." Yeah, I mean, old stuff uh, definitely made a comeback in general. Yeah. But I didn't know bands were like releasing new stuff oh, on cassette. Oh yeah, there's like. <laughs> Uh, one band that I follow. There are, like, people that collect, like, every variant of the vinyl record. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, I also have to get all of the different cassette pressings that they do. And I'm like, this is wild. Wow. Which, I don't know. People are insane. <laughs> they are. I have a record player and it works, but I don't have any records. <laughs> Except for, like, what my parents had and don't use i i have records i don't have a record player (laughs) oh no that's like such a 2018 problem um and like well uh, my plan is my plan is when i move out i'm gonna get a record player but in the meantime i just don't have like the space for one Mm. And like my dad's been saying, yeah, and my dad's been saying he wants to sell all his old records, and I'm like, just hold on to them. Maybe yeah, sell, hold on to them. Maybe sell the ones that I don't want. Um, yeah, which is few of them, but yeah. oh, my dad doesn't isn't giving up any of his records. He has a bunch of them in his apartment, but I they they have not moved from their shelf in a while. <laughs> they're like my dad has like two boxes of them in the garage, and like. They're all, like, they're all just, like, from the 70s, and I'm like, yo, like, it's, like, every Led Zeppelin out. I love Led Zeppelin so much. Oh, my dad's records are just, like, jazz. (laughs) But that's kind of cooler, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I I feel like I'd be more compelled to, like, sit down and put on, like, some random jazz record than, like... And it's, like, it's jazz, like, and I don't mean jazz, like... Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, jazz where it's like free form. That's <laughs> like, badass. I which, like. Which he loves. My dads are all just like. They're just all like Led Zeppelin and The Who and like. That's good though. These hard. Yeah, it's all things that like I like. Um, 
And then the Batman soundtrack, which makes sense because it's really, but it's also like the newest one of them all. That's funny. So I don't know. Love. I love vinyl. (laughs) I love vinyl, but I have no means to play it. I've always like had like that little urge that I've never actually acted on when I'm like in an urban outfitters and I'm like, what if I just bought a Lana Del Rey vinyl and like played it at home? Like what kind of person would I be to do that? Well I just, <laughs> to spend money like that. I, I end up doing it with like some of the bands I like. Not all because I always kind of figure I'll always be able to get the records I like on vinyl, but like I get into it a little bit sometimes where, like, there's a band, Diet Sig, and, like, they have an album called Over Easy, and the vinyl pressing is made to look like an egg. That's great. And I'm like, oh, I have to get this, and there's only a thousand of them made? Yes. Yeah, okay, that's worth it. It's novelty. Um, And, like, The Wonder Years have a new album coming out next week, and, like, it comes with a book that like is a companion to the album, but you have to get the record for that. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. (laughs) I have no means to play it. And then like friends get me records because they think it's an interesting gift. And then I'm like, I don't have anything to play this with. Thank you. Yeah. You gotta get a record player. (laughs) If you're going to have vinyls. Yeah. Which Maybe that'll be what Chris Pratt has in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The record player? Because I think... Oh, no, it's a Walkman. But I was listening to a podcast to try to prep, and like mm-hmm. I ended up not being able to listen because there are so many people talking about this movie on podcasts. About this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Because... I they, bet. Everyone just wants to talk, uh, you know, you could find a thousand podcasts about superhero movies and stuff and mm-hmm. comic book stuff. And um, here we are four years late. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're specific. Spit on it. We're specific. It's a music movie. Yeah, it's, we're talking about the soundtrack. Yeah. No one else has done that, I'm sure. But someone was like, oh, you know, maybe in the second one they'll graduate from a seat, from a cassette to a cd and there can be even more songs on it and yeah it's like yeah then be careful in the third one it'll be a zune and then in like the seventh one it's an ipod shuffle exactly i had a dream that i was listening to someone's ipod shuffle last night that's random <laughs> I, miss, I miss the old school ipods streaming is great but i miss everything about me too mp3s Yeah, okay. Do we have anything else to say about Guardians of the Galaxy? Galaxy Or the soundtrack? I I liked it, but it did not sway me in terms of... It it didn't bring me to the Marvel side. Um, I don't think I'll ever get it. You're not going to go see Black Panther... Like I probably will, but I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna sway me unless it's like just really incredible. Um, like I said, this is gonna come out the week of Avenger, Avengers: Infinity War. You're not gonna go see Infinity War opening night, midnight screening. See, I didn't realize that it was happening this this week or next week until you said it. It's actually in like a month, but by the time oh. this comes out, it'll be a month. 
Next one. So no, I'm not gonna see. <laughs> or or if I do, um, I'll feel. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Put down a feeling